You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all the guests on today. We have such an exciting show for you today. I am so glad that you're here. You're here to learn. You're here to grow. And this is the show that you really, really want to take notes. You do want to grab a pen and call a friend because this is a show that we have with us today, uh, Miss Robbie Matthews, and she's going to share some nuggets with you that can literally change your life. Uh, Robbie Matthews, she's a successful, award-winning global entrepreneur. And she's an empowering international speaker. My goodness, you got to buckle your seatbelts because we don't know what we're going to have going on today. She's a financial transformation strategist and she's an author. She is the co-founder and president of the Matthews Entrepreneurship Group Incorporated, TMAG, which is headquarters right here in Chicago, Illinois, in the United States of America. Robbie is also a co-executive producer and host of the streaming TV show, Living Wealthy with Robbie. I mean, we could almost have the theme music going on today. It's awesome. And she's also works with a global audience sharing principles of wealth, how to be wealthy, how to stay wealthy. I mean, to go from the the uttermost, they say from the guttermost to the uttermost, she can take you there. So she's going to help us get some nuggets today, something that can help change our lives, some help us to transform our financial DNA, as she says. Her, she has credibility, she has expertise, she has personality, she has likability, and she's my friend and mentor. Welcome to today's show, Rob. Robbie Matthews. Welcome, Robbie. Oh, wow. Thank you, Sheila, for that rousing and wonderful introduction. I really appreciate it. it it's like, wow, did I do? I'm, ooh, ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> Well, you know what, Robbie, there's so much that we have to to dig into. I know we're going to deep sea dive today, get into a lot of information, but before, you know, we get into it, you know, um, Nelson Mandela said that money won't create success, but mm-hmm. it will give you the freedom to make it happen, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I know with your backstory, you didn't always have this silver spoon, as they say, in your mouth and things like that. So I like to begin with a little bit of your beginnings. Let's go back to when the children were small. You talk about that a lot in your stories. And how mm-hmm. was life years ago before the wealth principles came into your life? Right. Uh, well, it's it's uh, funny how you mentioned uh, Nelson Mandela because I had the opportunity to interview his grandson in Dabba Mandela uh, in South Africa. Wow. And the uh, and I asked him, you know, what uh, would he recommend or what he suggest to South African people to help them improve their financial situation? And mm-hmm. he said to focus on the children. And wow. I and that's what basically I did when I was growing up. Um, I, I was. Uh, my family were gamblers and mm. so they were gambling all you know all weekend and so I learned uh, how to make money while they were gambling as well as how to spend money very well wow also, that environment allowed me too much freedom mm. uh, so, so I wound up having uh, two children uh, by the time I was 18 mm. uh, I was homeless I didn't have any high school uh, education 
I didn't have a home. So, but I did have this burning desire to have a better life for my children. Yes. And I knew at that time, the only way for that to happen was I had to educate myself. Mm. Uh, so I did, I went back to get my general education diploma, we call it the GED. Um, okay. And then I applied for uh, a computer school. Mm. And because I did, at the time I was watching a commercial, it's funny, I was just watching this commercial on TV about computers. Now, I didn't know anything about computers, but I, other than what I saw on TV, how these big you know, machines were doing all these different things. I said, well, that right. looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can get, you know, learn computers. So that's what I did. Okay. I learned wow. uh, computer programming. And so I was able from there to get um, a really good, what I call market rent paying job mm-hmm. because I, uh, I wanted to have a legal uh, <laughs> income <laughs> for my, for my children. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, back back then, you could have income in a number of different ways. Yes, uh, but yes. I, I, I wanted to have a legal income, mm-hmm. so I got a good job. And um, but I also learned through that job um, that spending money was not your financial plan. Mm. Uh, I learned debt. Uh, I learned financial mismanagement, as I like to say, uh, because wow. I, got into, I got into a lot of debt. Um, I didn't know I was getting into debt. Mm. Let's just say my uh, the company that I worked for gave me a credit card. And it's like, oh, okay, uh, I can go. And it was a Sears credit card. And Uh-oh. for those of you back in the day, <laughs> yes. Sears was the place to go, you know, me right? remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, had this credit card and I called them and said, well, you know, what can I do with this? And, you know, what is it uh, for? And they mm-hmm. said, it's an employee credit card and it's unlimited. And I'm like, what do you mean unlimited? I could like buy whatever I want. Wow. Wow. So of course I did. Mm. <laughs> and then when, I, when the bill came out, uh, it had this thing on it called interest. Uh, <laughs> yep. And so the interest started uh, accruing uh, more than what I was, you know, pretty much taking home. So that's yes. my first, yes. first um, uh, voyeur into financial uh, the financial arena. So wow. I knew I had to figure out something because I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to lose my home. I didn't want to lose my, you know, my car and, and stuff like that. So I learned uh, about financial principles and about saving and, uh, you know, making sacrifices and, and cutting back on, on some things and, you know, stop trying to be like the Joneses who yeah. I didn't actually know anybody named Jones, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, you know, trying to be like the Joneses. So, you know, those are the things that as you go through life, you have to learn, you know, you have to learn from your mistakes. Everyone's going to make some, some type of financial mistakes or go out and buy something they're not, they shouldn't buy. Right. But the, the issue is that you have to learn from those mistakes. And, mm. and the best way to learn is through education. It's taking wow. that time to getting financial education. Mm. I, well, of course, I didn't spend a lot of time in school, but I know they weren't teaching personal finances in school. Right. So I would even if I had went to school, mm-hmm. you know, I still wouldn't have learned how to manage my money. Wow. And so my children, they weren't learning that, you know, when they were in school. So mm-hmm. I had to you know, try to set examples for them as well. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't raise a whole another generation of broke children. You know, wow. And, and passing that down, because that's one of the things, you know, the legacies that we're leaving our children. Yes. is debt. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we, we have to think about what we what we learned and you know everything we learned doesn't mean it was right it was maybe right at that particular time we learned okay. it you know our cultural our family upbringing uh, mm. we were taught 
yes. not to talk about personal finance. Yeah, so that's that's matters, it. you know, to, to other people, you know, mm-hmm. don't talk to about your kids. Keep it well, in the home. <laughs> that, keep it at home, right? Don't don't talk about it. But unfortunately, that means you don't ask for help. And so you don't get the help you need. You don't get the training and the education and the support that you need. And then you mm-hmm. pass that on to your kids. Don't, you know, don't talk about your money problems. Don't talk about your money problems. So they leave home and they don't talk about their money problems and then they don't ask for help, right? Wow. So they're in the same situation that you know that you were in. Now mm-hmm. they're in that situation and then guess what? They have to go back home. <laughs> wow, which is so common today. A lot yeah, of kids are come coming back home. Back home. Um, they leave home and then they're coming back home because of the financial, um, as you say, mismanagement. And right. it is so exactly. common and it's almost... I think it's cultural in a lot of uh, nationalities because people don't want to talk about the problems. They don't want to talk about the money issues. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. that somehow or another things will get paid. I know that um, in some homes, it's like a guy, you know, money's coming in and the young guy is bringing in money and they're like, well, where did you get money for that? And they're like, don't worry about it. I just got money to pay this or to pay that. But there's some things going on. You mentioned that's not legal. But mm-hmm. this is the way that a lot of young people are doing some different things to bring in money. It's not a nine to five type of job or a respectable job, but there's some illegal ways, so to speak, that exactly, they're making money. Exactly. But even though right. they're making the money, there's still that mismanagement going on. Mm-hmm. And so right. it which really helps me to brings me to a point because because of the financial mismanagement, how do they develop um, what you call a wealth mindset? Because this is not something that they're obviously born with. You grow up poor, you're struggling, and then you mm-hmm. have to go from that to having a job, like you said, paying all your bills and things. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point where you want to do better, you want to you know, do more, but how do you have developed that wealth mindset to be able to get out of that state to mm-hmm. go to the, to, to where you can be actually living wealthy, you know? So what about the, how do you develop a wealth mindset? Well, it's uh, uh, the wealth mindset is, is one of the first principles, which is the W in, uh, mm-hmm. in wealthy, because uh, wealthy is an acronym. It represents seven of our principles that we live by. Yes. And so uh, the, wealth, the, the thing with the wealth mindset is that you, the individual have to be sick and tired Mm. of being broke and living paycheck to paycheck. They're, they're going to have to start with, I want to make a change in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause you can teach a person how steps to get out of debt, but if mm. they haven't come to the, the decision or what I call, mm. I say choice because the decision, we make decisions every day, what to wear, what to eat, what yeah. to watch on TV, right. decisions come and go. But right, once right. you make a choice that you want something different in your life, mm. then you go about doing what's necessary to make that happen. So wow. you have to, first, you have to change the way you think about your money. As I mentioned, we talk about our family and our culture. Well, our family, you know, maybe came up and they said, don't, you know, don't talk about money. Well, you have mm-hmm. to change that thought process and ask for help. Wow. So you have to start making those paradigm shifts in your life to say, okay, well, I know this is how I brought up, you know, but I need some help. So I'm going to go and talk to someone that can help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the uh, the for you know, and and I always like to cross. Okay, please don't strike me because I'm I'm getting ready to say something that's probably a little controversial. <laughs> and so, those of you have, that are very uh, church minded, yeah, 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 I'll put it that way. Yeah, uh, and you know, we you know, I went to Sunday school. You know, my grandma drove me to Sunday school, and in there, it's like you know, it, you kind of taught money was really about evil. Yep, and yep. you know, money. 
yep. you know, it's greed, it represents greed and excess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see all these images on uh, yep. TV and all these bad people um, <laughs> uh, using money. So yep. it's like you're hesitant to, to acquire the money beyond what you need to survive, right? Yeah. But here's my philosophy on that. Uh, money is not evil. Yeah. Money yeah. is a tool, right? So if you had a screwdriver, yeah, and you, you fix the screwdriver, the cabinet's about to fall and hit you in the head. So you take yeah. the screwdriver and you screw it back in the wall. So it's right. a good thing, the screwdriver, right? Or yeah. you can take that screwdriver and stab yourself in the head or stab yeah. somebody else in the head. It's a bad thing. So how you choose to use that tool determines whether you use it for good or you use it for evil. So right. you should not let other people other tell you how to use your money and wow. what to use your money for. So once you decide you want to use your money for good, then you're going to go about the process of acquiring more money because the more money you acquire, the more good you can do. Well, you right? know, and it's interesting because I've heard people say, like, you can have a brick and the brick could be used to build nice buildings and cathedrals and nice monuments or that brick, as you were saying with this, the, the story about the screwdriver, it could be used to, to kill someone, to injure someone. So it's really kind of how you use it. You know, you're getting money, but are you using it for the good or are you using it just to uh, be a big spender? You know, are you using money to to um, investing or using your money to right. you know shop or using money to save? So it's really about, like you said, the choices that we make with our money Mm -hmm. and it's something to think about because as we're growing up we just we're usually spending money we're just usually spending money we don't talk Mm -hmm. that much about investing money um or we don't talk that much about saving we save a little bit or Mm -hmm. like you've talked about the church do we give a tie to the church but we don't tie Mm -hmm. to ourselves Mm -hmm. or tie to something else and so Mm -hmm. it's really uh, a choice how we're how we're doing it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter if you are I think a religious person is not is the principles are the principles which I love the fact mm-hmm. that you just give basic principles that are true and when you mm-hmm. say it's a choice it is a choice whether you're going to be mismanage your money or whether you're going to do use it wisely and invest exactly. you know building exactly. Exactly. building for the future and you had mentioned the you know the word legacy and things like that now, mm-hmm. what I'm wondering, because of the way that people were growing up and things like that, how can our feelings interfere with, with our money, interfere with our relationships? In other words, mm-hmm. we grow up in the household and you got either mom or dad or sometimes it's a single parent household and the money issues are there. They're not talking about it. How does money interfere with our relationships, whether you have a little bit or whether you have a lot? Is it mm-hmm. like parallel or is it like totally different? from the unha- from the the just as well as those that have it the, you know so to speak the, those that are wealthy and those that don't have it does money really interfere in our relationships i'd say good bad or indifferent you know what are your thoughts on that oh yeah money absolutely mm-hmm. uh impacts our relationship mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's first you have to establish your relationship with money oh right? personally so personal your personal relationship with money Because again, if you think money is bad and evil, you're going to avoid it, right? You're going to try, you're going to get rid of it as fast as you get it. You're going to get rid of it, whether you spend it or you, you give it away or throw it away, whatever, you're going to get rid of it. It burns a hole in your hand. They used to say, exactly. You got to get rid of it and you don't want to appear. And then you don't want to appear to be, you know, um, like people talking about you. Well, she thinks she's something and he thinks he's he's all that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have those people around you that don't understand 
they don't have they're a good relationship with money. So when they see you with money, they're thinking you're you're, you're going to do something bad with it. Mm, so mm. you have to first accept the fact that I love my money. Mm. <laughs> and so my money is going to love me back. And just like your child, right? If you raise your child with the values and principles and, and things that the likelihood yeah. of them growing up to be good, strong individuals yes. is much greater. Same thing with your money. If you take your money, you protect it, you grow it, then mm. the likelihood of it growing and being able to sustain you later in life is highly, is much more probable. But okay. if you're so caught up in the, mm. I have to get a, you know, money, I, you know, I can't have money, 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 wow. bad thing. Wow. Then you're, you're you're not going to have a very good. You're going to be divorced. You're going to be divorced from your money. Money wow. is just something over here for you to you know eat and to you know buy some groceries and to eat, or is just to give you all the things that you want in life. Right. And right. it's not something to to grow into abundance. And mm. so the word wealthy, you know, people are afraid of that that word. You have to get comfortable with wealthy because wealthy is only about abundance, and it's the the degree of abundance. Wow. Wow. So you can have, you know, you have a nice house, you can have a nice mm -hmm. car, you, know, you can have a nice life. And if that's all you want, that's all the abundance you want in your life, then, then that's your wealth. That's what mm -hmm. you, you value. But yeah. if you want more, you know, you want the yacht, you want the mansion, you want the trips around the world, then yeah. that's on a higher level degree of abundance. Right. Wow. So wealthy is just a, a word that you mm -hmm. define for yourself. Mm. And the only way you can define that is that you have to change your relationship with money. You have to value it. Mm. You have to respect it. Okay. And you have to protect it. Wow. And then once you start doing that, then it's going to give you back abundance. Wow. I like that when you say abundance, because a lot of times people, you know, they equate abundance with greed. You know, that mm -hmm. person's got all that money and they're just greedy. You know, people have that view. and mm -hmm you know, why is it people that they feel that if you have a lot, a lot of money and because people are spending money on, like you mentioned, a boat or yacht or something like that. Some people would think, oh, if I had money like that, I would do this or I would do that, you know? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so they look at the person that has a lot of money that's doing those things, traveling around the world, as you mentioned, you know, maybe having a yacht or, or doing certain things, enjoying their money. Mm -hmm. They look at that as greed, you know? And I think that's something that just has been ingrained in us because we're like, right. people are barely making it, barely getting by. You're around those people more so than the people with abundance because the people right. with abundance, it doesn't matter. Everybody's living that kind of life to them. They're, right. they're out exactly. there on the beach or in the Mediterranean and there's other people with them. They're not by themselves. But, you know, why do people equate abundance with greed? It, it's just mm -hmm. kind of like there's something wrong with that or something, you know? Well, unfortunately, um, like I said, originally, the you know, what you hear as you grow up through the church and through your right. yep. And, yep. and things like that. And so when you're in that environment, some, mm. sometimes you have to get out of an environment. To, wow. to, you can't learn. You can't learn new habits and norms being in the same environment. You have to mm -hmm. put yourself in the type of environment that you want to ultimately be, be in. Mm. And people. Uh, and it's, it's, it's human nature. I mean, part yeah. of it is human nature and it's jealousy because they don't feel that they have what have what's, what is necessary to get what the other person has. So they're mm -hmm. going to, you know, be jealous and, and, right, and right. envious of, of, of people that have more. Wow. Um, but really uh, what it boils down to is you as the individual person, you're allowing others 
to determine mm -hmm. your fate and determine your life. So mm -hmm. you are allowing others to say money can't buy you happiness. Content, mm. uh, that's true in the technical sense. Money, okay. I mean, happiness is intangible, right? You can't like go to the store and take it off the shelf and you know put it in yeah. your cart. Not in a jar, out, right? You can't put it in a <laughs> jar. But money can buy you experiences that make you happy. So wow. if if giving to your your church makes mm. you happy, and you have a money outside of the money you need to live off of because mm -hmm. like I said I, I want to try to <laughs> minimize my I don't believe in giving something to someone if you can't feed yourself yes yes you have to take care of yourself yeah. and your family and have your your survival needs taken care of the needs for, for thriving right right to thrive right. for you right. to continue on forward right and then the feel alive to me church falls into the feel alive category yeah, taking care of my needs for my family, then what I have left over, then I will contribute either to church or to whatever it is you feel mm -hmm. is necessary for you to feel alive. But wow. we oftentimes just, uh, you know, listen to other people and the media, of course, they only highlight the greedy people, right? Mm. You see the stories about the greedy people, the taking yeah. advantage of people and the Ponzi right. schemes and you know all of those wow. people. There are so many People, there's over 2,000 millionaires out there. You don't yeah, hear about yeah. all these people. They're doing yeah. positive and wonderful things mm. out there, but mm. that's that's not highlighted in the media because nobody wants to hear that, right? They don't right, want to be sensational. Right. They, they right. want to hear things that feed into their belief system. Mm. Wow. Right? So wow. they listen to the the greedy people to help justify. Yes, yeah, see, I, mm -hmm, I knew, I knew, see, I knew just being greedy, having all that money, you're just going to be greedy. Well, mm. so yeah. Mm -mm. Mm. No, so you have to have your own belief system. You okay. have to believe that you can do the right thing. You believe that you can do good, and there right. are so many people out there doing good wow. um, that you just you know you just don't know. So we only see the media and you know social media bombarding you with all this you know greed and yeah, and, yeah. And, and some of it is greed. There are some really bad, nasty people out there. In the world. There are. So let's there face are. it. You know, yeah. there are mean, nasty people who live next door to you. So it doesn't matter. And they're just as broke as you are. So, so being mean and nasty has nothing to do with money. It has to do with mm, character. Character. So That's if your point. character it was bad before you had the money, it's going to be bad after you get the money. Wow. That, so, that's so true. Which reminds so, me, let's, that's, that is very true. If you were a jerk before you got money, you will be a jerk with money. It's just exactly, the same thing. Exactly. And, and let's get a little bit into the wealth principles, because I know that's something that you teach in the classes as you travel all over the country. Uh, the wealth principles, which is W-E-A-L-T-H-Y. Um, yes. Let's break down some of the wealth principles for our listening audience today to help them to kind of get a nutshell, a little bit of a taste of um, some things that 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 what does it stand for and how they can kind of begin just a little bit off the top, how they can begin to change the mindset about being uh, living wealthy. Okay, uh, so the wealthy principles, uh, the, as we, I mentioned before, W is means wealth mindset. You yes. really have to have to change that thought processes around mm. money. Uh, e is entrepreneurship because you can't get wealthy working a nine to five job. Mm. Right? 40, 40, 40. You have wow. to take get an entrepreneurial spirit either through uh, owning something or learning how to invest and build your wealth. Right. Wow. The A is for asset management. Once you get some cash, you need to manage it. Cash mm. is your most valuable asset. 
Mm. And, and wow. you are your most valuable asset. So you have to learn how to manage that cash in order to acquire all the things in life that you desire and that you deserve. Cash, mm. that's asset management. And it's not right. just cash. So cash buys other things, other assets that grow in value, right? So you right. have to learn how to manage it. L right. is for leave a legacy. We have to mm. stop creating generational illiterate, financially illiterate children. Wow. We wow, have to start wow. leaving a legacy for them, mm-hmm. and it's, so it's not. And it's not so much about the uh, the the material things that you're leaving behind. It's what you're leaving inside of them that will allow mm-hmm. them to prosper and thrive going forward, as well as being able to pass it on to the next generation. So wow. we have to stop, you know, leaving our kids a 40, 40, 40 legacy. Get up, go to work. Get up, go to work. Get up, go to work. Get up, mm-hmm. build something. Get up, mm. own something. You know, mm. Learn, learn how to do those type of things. Instead of buying Nike gym shoes, buy them an art <laughs> kit and have them design a, a Nike gym shoe and sell it to Nike. Right? Wow! So it's just, it's just things that we have to do for our children. Yes. Uh, the other thing under legacy is, is you being so cash is your valuable asset. You mm-hmm. are the most important asset. You have wow. to protect yourself. You need insurance. You know, mm. GoFundMe is not a strategy. Wow. For wealth. Wow. You wow. need to protect yourself. You need to protect your children. And you need to leave more, more for them than just enough to, to bury you. You need to Ooh. leave enough for them to thrive when you're not there. And oftentimes, you know, you hear the word insurance and people run in the other direction. Oh, my God, insurance, insurance, insurance. But the, but as soon as someone in their family passes, I know this is very, you know, people might common. not like what I'm saying, but I'm not. This is very to, common. I'm not here to get you to like me, I'm here to get you to listen. Yes. So, so when someone passes, the first thing you want to do is do a GoFundMe. Yeah. But when someone comes to you with some solutions to help you in case something happens to you or, or your the, the uh, income producing person mm-hmm. in your family, you want to run the other way. Mm. So, but but then you want to run to someone when you know when you need to. It's right. time that we need to understand insurance is about living. It is not wow. about death. Wow. And it's been redefined just like the cell phone used to be a brick. And now mm. you can, it's on your fingers and on your wrists. Yeah. yeah. Your insurance has changed that way as well. And it's time to take a look mm. at what it can do to help you live today, wow. as well as helping your family live tomorrow if something happens to you. And mm. then the third aspect of leaving a legacy is estate planning. It is to leave to write down your wishes so your family isn't destroying themselves fighting over your car mm. or fighting over your clothes. Or like Aretha Franklin had uh, had to pay Uncle Sam over millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah. to Uncle Sam because she did not have the proper management for her estate. Wow. So an estate is your grandmother's ring. Mm-hmm. An estate is the car that you love and you've been polishing on and rubbing on. Yeah. Who do you want to have those things? And mm-hmm. also the most critical thing is if you go into a coma, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't speak, who do you want to speak for you? Who do you wow. want to make the decision whether to pull the plug? Mm. Do you want it to be them kids? <laughs> you want it to be <laughs> the little bockers, the, the ex-wife? <laughs> Uh, you want it to be uh, the girl, the little girl, the little wife, 
that you on just met, or the little husband that you just yeah. met, who do you want to make those decisions? Mm. And though that's important in estate planning. It's just a series of documents. It does it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with your wishes. Wow. And how you want your life and your family's life to be if mm. you're are, are incapacitated or not available. So wow. that's how you leave a legacy. The T is a tithing and philanthropy. To who much is given, much is, is, is expected in return. So yes. yes, you see the greedy people not giving back, but there's so many other people. They're building hospitals. They're building mm-hmm. schools. They're building roads. They're yes. building everything. Yeah. Tithing is yeah. giving back to the church. Philanthropy yeah. is giving to the community or to a country. Okay. And, it, and the more money you have, you move from tithing into philanthropy. Because yes. philanthropy is about abundance. Again, mm. that's, it's, a two, it's a degree. Wow. Right? Wow. And then H is healthy living. Okay, we know we need to put the donuts down and the chocolates <laughs> down. We all, we know all of that. Yeah, However, yeah. you know, we don't necessarily follow that. But if you think about how much your medicine, how much blood pressure medicine costs, wow. how much does um, uh, cancer medicine cost, yes. how much all those medicines yes. cost, right. you have to make a choice between eating food or buying medicine, then maybe the next time you'll pick up an apple instead of a donut. Wow. You'll wow. go to the doctor especially our men, we yeah. need to go to the doctor, bend over, let them get that prostate check. Michael yeah. does it every year. I was yeah. Actually, that was part of our um, commitment, uh, yeah. wedding and commitment to each other. Right. Um, it's like, you got to go every year, get your, you know, get your stuff checked out. Checked out. Go get my girls checked out. Go get yeah. the boys checked out. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you right. know, and so you can prevent a lot of things just by going to the doctor. And that's what healthy living is all about. It's part of a holistic because the more you spend on doctors and, and um, medicine, the less mm-hmm. you have to, to, to travel and to enjoy, enjoy life, right? Wow. And at the, end, at the end is the why. And mm-hmm. that's about you because you are the only one that can make all of those things happen for you and for your family. You are the one that's in control of you. Yes, it's mm-hmm. not your boss. You know, your bosses that control you. Your children should not be controlling you. And to a certain degree, your spouse, you all should be working as a team. Yes. Because a house yes. divided will fall. So you should wow. have common goals. Even if you're going down parallel paths, like I'm not going to lie, we go down parallel paths. He's got uh-huh. his business. I have, you know, my business. Right. But we have the same goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're working toward that goal. We even have friendly competitions, you know, mm-hmm. amongst each other. It's like, who's going to, you know, make the most money first? You know? <laughs> It's not a matter of, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that. You know, we don't have those types of issues. We have a common goal. And at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Set a goal. It doesn't have to be a five-year, 10-year goal. Set a three-month goal. Okay. Set a six-month goal. Just set Mm -hmm. a small goal and work on that one. And once you realize that goal, then set the next goal. Because sometimes people say, oh, I got this five years forever. I'm never going to feel it. I'm never going to experience it. Mm -hmm. Then set three, three, when I work with, with clients, we work on three-month goals, we work on six-month goals, we okay. work on 12-month goals. Okay. And so that you can start realizing some benefit and some uh, some relief, and, and you can mm. see progress, right? And then once right. you see progress, you say, okay, well, maybe this isn't so bad. You mm. know, maybe I, I can actually do it. But, mm. you know, if you sit down and try to write out, you know, your next five-year goals, it's too daunting. Right? And <laughs> that's then, true. So it's like, that's too daunting. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm ever going to make that. But if yeah. you say, okay, the next three months, I'm going to pay off this one credit card. Mm. So you're going to throw everything you got, all the extra money, 
at that one credit card. You pay wow. that one off. It's like, oh, okay. Now take all that money you're paying on that one and pick another one. Throw mm. it at that credit card. So there's wow. strategies and things that you can do uh, just with the same money you have today. Yes. You learn how to spend it correctly. I don't mm. budget. Mm. You don't budget. Nope, I don't budget. I spend. But mm. I spend on the things that I need to uh, survive. I spend okay. on things that I need to thrive. And I spend on things that make me feel alive. I don't have a budget. I spend. I take how much. I know how much money I have. And I know what I need to spend it on. So I'm spending guilt-free because I know where oh. my money is going. Mm, like, that's so the question. Do you know where your money is going? Wow. Wow. That's a powerhouse. That's a powerhouse. I, that, that, that was a mouthful. Do you know where you're, because people think when it comes to financial, a budget is the answer. That's if they get a budget, it's going to be all right. They're going to be able to get out of debt. They're going to be able to uh, mm-hmm. you know, afford a home, all these things. And the big word, the magic word is budget. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what people. It's neg- right. It's a negative connotation because budget means lack. I have to give up something. Mm. Right. So when you, so it, it may be just a, and like that's the changing, right? That transforming that financial DNA, trans, mm. transforming your mindset, going okay. from a budgeting mindset to a spending plan mindset where I'm planning what I'm going to spend mm-hmm. so that I know, because once I plan it out, I don't have anything left. Right. So I've spent, mm. so if I want to save, I spend on saving. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. It's just a mindset. Like you said, it's, it's just changing. It's a mindset. It's shifting your mind. Everybody likes to spend money, right? Well, I like to spend, so I have a yeah. spending plan. I, I hate the budget because if I have a budget, I'm not going to pay attention to it. And it does have a <laughs> negative meaning because you're thinking in terms of you have so much and then you have to break it up and you're thinking about budget and you always are never going to have enough. It seems when you're thinking in those terms. Mm-hmm. So you are so right. It is, it is a mindset. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break right here. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Robbie Matthews living wealthy with Robbie that can be seen on JD3TV.com. Mm-hmm. It's streaming now. So you can check that out. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Imagine yourself being pampered from head to toe. Surrendering to the aromas of sweet serenity. Welcome to Libby's Soaps and Candles. Your destination for comfort and relaxation begins here. Visit us at Libby'sSoapsAndCandles.com to learn more about our exotic products. Get back out there in style when you shop at It Is Amazing Boutique. We have all the deals and steals you need for your next night out. Find upscale clothing and accessories for women, men, and children at affordable prices. For more information, visit our website at www.itisamazing.biz or call us at 815-582-4995. That's 815-582-4995. Welcome back. We're talking to Robbie Matthews, Living Wealthy with Robbie, the hot new show on JD3 TV. Let's talk a little bit about this new hot show that's streaming <laughs> right now, currently, Living Wealthy with Robbie. Um, I know you go into more of those principles, but tell us a little bit more about that and how our audience can be able to tune in to Living Wealthy with Robbie on JD3TV.com. Let's talk about that, Robbie. Oh, awesome. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, like I, said, I spent uh, 40 years in corporate America. I was behind the scenes, right? Behind the camera. Now I'm in front of the camera. And it's like, <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> even you know, even speaking out on stage is still you know slightly different because it's like they got these people. You're talking to them. You're sharing information. You're getting that energy from them. And yes. then, you know, then you leave, right? But here yeah. it's like, okay, this is like permanent. <laughs> We're going to, you know, be able to rewind, rewind, re- push the button, pause, rewind. It's like, ah! So <laughs> I want so I want to make sure I'm, I'm giving information that people can actually, uh, from each episode, can actually walk away with. Yes. And and start implementing it into their life. Yes. So each, uh, each principle will have maybe two, three, four. Uh, so each principle is going to be a series. Okay. So to have two, three, or four episodes, depending mm. on uh, how much you know content um, mm. I'm, I'm, I can you know squeeze out of uh, each of these principles. Right. And so, uh, so like for example, the W, which is the wealth mindset, it's going to have three, uh, three episodes, mm. and it's going to be about changing how you think mm. about your money, how you act with your money, and how you feel about your money. And wow. So, and then uh, paradigm shifts on how do you start, you know, as the question asked, well, how do you actually start changing, you know, changing those things? So each one of the uh, principles, uh, entrepreneurship will talk about how you, how do you grow uh, from a nine to five and get out of mm. the grind? How do you grow in, into uh, entrepreneurship? And okay. A, and then A is really the, the technical, tactical, you know, how do you actually manage your assets? What wow. are assets? Some people don't even know what an asset really is. Right, right, right. A lot of people think their house is an asset. Mm. No, it's not. So we're going to talk about why your house is not an asset. Wow. And then, uh, of course, leaving a legacy about the children, tithing and philanthropy, mm. a healthy living. We're going to talk about uh, these, the how your finances and your health are uh, intermingled. Okay. And why it's important okay. for you to pay much more attention to your health. Okay. And then, of course, talking about you and how you, what are things you can start doing now to, you know, making some, setting some goals. And then at the end of the day, it's called, it's transforming your financial DNA to become a cat. Uh-oh. Now everybody's <laughs> like, a cat? What does that mean? You're going to have to tune into the show. All right. Find out what that means, becoming a cat. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that that's pretty awesome. I, we have learned so much. We've been watching and there is so much information that you give in each of these episodes. I mean, it's it's you give so much information to you're like hand packing it in like hand pack ice cream. I mean, you are just <laughs> packing it in each of, each of those episodes. And it's something that literally can change your life. You, you talk about changing your financial, financial DNA. DNA. It's mm-hmm. amazing because the information that's that you are, giving, you are giving everyday people can be able to understand it. So you break it down like a fraction so that people can understand it. And it's not like way over the head. I mean, I know you know mm-hmm. about stocks and bonds and IRAs, right. but you break this down so that your average person, even a high schooler or, or junior high person can understand the basic principles about money, you know, how mm-hmm. to save it, you know, how to invest it at, at a level where um, anyone can pick up. And so I love that fact to how you're, you're doing that. And so this is a show for everyone. It's a family friendly show where everyone of all ages and all backgrounds and no matter where you are, if you're at the bottom or if you're at the top, this show is something that you can walk away and take some pertinent information to learn, to grow and to share and to pass on to family members. So I just really, really love it because you're changing lives by this information. This is life-giving information that can help all of us, especially in a time like now, going through this pandemic Mm -hmm. when things have just been flipped over, you know what I'm saying? 
And mm-hmm. with all the changes that's going on, this is information that's really vital. It's really, really vital because we really do need to know how to uh, make the right choices with their money because mm-hmm. people are coming out of this, some of them out of this pandemic and they're just still mismanaging. You know, they're worse off than they were, than they were exactly. before. And exactly. not so much because they have so much, maybe less money, but they're just mismanaging because of the panic and the scare and mm-hmm. the attitude that's out there that there's not going to be enough or something. So it's really, really good information um, for us to be able to walk away from and understand that we can all grow, you know, from, from living wealthy with Robbie that's uh, streaming now on JD3 TV. Robbie, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about um, the Matthews Entrepreneurship Group. I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of services you guys offer <laughs> and it's kind of like you have, it's like a smorgasbord, you know, they yes. have a something for everyone. You can go to this company and there's something for everyone that you can kind of mm-hmm. pick out. So let's talk about some of the services that you all offer at the Matthews Entrepreneurship entrepreneurship group? Okay, um, so there's there's basically uh, three main uh, divisions, if you will, uh, within uh, the Matthews Entrepreneur Group. Okay. And the, and the first one, of course, is the financial division, which I am the uh, head of that particular division. And then there we do personal coaching, uh, personal coaching clients where we sit down, we look at uh, their finances and we put together some plans and some strategies uh, and they're they're also educated on the principles and more in depth on the principles, so that they can start embodying that. And because I don't want you just to learn how to steps to get out of debt, you can find that on the internet, right? But you have to learn some fundamental uh, changes in how you <clears throat> you treat your money, okay, and how you act with your money. Because you know, learning how to buy a stock is nothing. Anybody can learn how to buy a stock, but mm-hmm. once you buy it and it starts to gain and you start to get get abundance, if you don't, if you can't manage a thousand dollars a month right now, how are you going to manage $10,000? Okay. So you have to learn those principles so that when you actually do have the abundance and you have the money, you'll know how some of the right things to do uh, with that money. Mm. Um, So we do a coaching. Uh, I'm also a licensed uh, financial professional. Um, I have a team. We offer uh, insurance products, annuity products, IRA, um, uh, Roth IRAs and things of that nature. Okay. Uh, now I'm in the I am in the insurance market. There's two markets: the insurance market and the financial uh, instrument markets, like uh, stocks and bonds and mutual funds. So I'm not okay. licensed in that area. I okay. don't give advice in that area. I educate in that area. Okay. Right? But on the uh, insurance side, uh, I have a team, and we offer you know, those products and services uh, because it's really critical to have those. That's where you see a lot of the GoFundMe's happening oh. uh, because people can't. Um, you know, put their loved ones away or something happens and they have no money left over after, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards. So okay. uh, we do that. And then, um, so that's under the financial side, financial side, primarily the coaching. Uh, and then of course the, the Living Walk with Robbie show, uh, we have that. And then we have an online course uh, that we mm-hmm. offer for people to, that's based on the principles that they can kind of, you know, uh, study on their own. There's some templates that they can download and learn and actually start putting their spending plans together and figuring out their net worth and things like that uh, as well that we teach uh, within the course. Um, and then we have the manuscript development uh, business, which is uh, led by Michael. Uh, he is the creative mind. Uh, so we so we discovered that I'm left brain, he's right brain. So he needed some right brain stuff to do. <laughs> and since he loves to write, uh, you know, we've authored uh, two books uh, already 
uh, and he's helped over 30 other authors either create their chapter or create their books. Uh, yes. So he helps you get your book out of your head so it can be read. And yes. uh, now uh, I'm partnering with our uh, good friends and, and family, actually, uh, Road to Eternity, we're going to be offering uh, video trailers to bring your books to life uh, and to market those, uh, mm -hmm. market the books and ha have people being able to kind of see what your book is going to bring to them. So yes. he's doing that. So he does, he does the coaching. Uh, mm -hmm. He's also doing, um, uh, he's working on a master class for how to kind of marketing and branding around your book. Uh, so he's working on that as well. And then thirdly, uh, we also are uh, health products. We have health products. We distribute total life changes. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's part of the healthy, right? Okay. You need to have your vitamins and your detoxes and things of that nature uh, that's there and that's available. Uh, we, and also uh, under the financial side, we do estate planning uh, mm. as well. So wow. uh, we have those services available to, wow. to kind of help you from a holistic uh, perspective. Uh, Michael can help you make money uh, with your book, mm -hmm. and I can help you uh, manage and protect the money, and as well as uh, keep you healthy while you're doing all that. And it's amazing because he, she is so right. We call him lovingly Big Mike. Uh, he's like a basketball height kind of individual, and uh, he was one of those people that that helped uh, me and also my husband to get our books out of our head so that it could be read. Because we were just walking around for a long time, you know, lip dripping and jaw jacking, you know. So he helped us <laughs> to get that book yes, out of our head so yes. that it could be read. And we're published authors, and uh, he is the person to go to. If you are out there and you're looking, you want to write a book, you don't know how, you don't know where to go you need to go to the matthews entrepreneurship group because they can help you um they're very hospitable they're very likable they're professional and they can really help you to be a published author even before this year is out even though this mm -hmm. is october you can be a published author so i would encourage you not only to to contact them but also to be able to get in contact with them about the financial um mm -hmm. business because it is a big world and you don't have to leave here without having to legacy there's a lot of information to learn and these are individuals that can help you to be able to go step by step by step and i'm telling you they they make it easy for you to learn and that's why we love them so much because they're they take you from a certain level where you, wherever you're at and they can help graduate you to a, to the next level and that's what's so important robbie for our audience out there how can they get a hold of you for personal development you know for manuscript writing for financial coaching you're also a global speaker a world traveler <laughs> <laughs> so much going on um how can they get a hold of you to get more information even from the matthews entrepreneurship group or some of the great things that you guys are doing so that they can um you know get in contact with you make an appointment and uh to begin this journey of learning more not only on the financial end but also on the book end and then some of the other services that you guys are offering at the matthews entrepreneurship group all right well they can uh just email me uh because we have so many different uh avenues so they can just really email me at robbie r-o-b-b-i-e s is in sam Matthews, M-A-T-H-E-W-S, one T in Matthews, uh, at T-M-E-G-I-N-C.com, T-M-E-G-I-N-C.com. That's Robbie S. Matthews at T-M-E-G-I-N-C.com. Just email, uh, email me there uh, with what you know, you're interested in and pursuing, and then we can do a free discovery call, and we can find out what, um, you know, how we can help you. 
And you know what, friends, I want you to also remember to tune in to Living Wealthy with Robbie that's now streaming on JD3.com, JD3TV.com, Living Wealthy with Robbie. It's an awesome show. You're going to learn so much. And it's so awesome because it's like she's going to take you to school. She's going to take you to school and she's going to make it so relevant and she's going to make it uncomfortable for you. But her Mm -hmm. famous saying, Robbie, can you give him that famous saying, you're not here to do what? I am not here to inform you. I am here to transform you. Transform your financial DNA, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about. She is going to inform you and she's going to give you so much information. Friends, we're just about out of time. We want to thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this time with us to learn more about how to change your financial DNA. It's very important, especially in the times that we're in today. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, please visit our website at www.road.com the number two eternity.net for more information. Please leave a comment and remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.